Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 366 from February 23rd, 1997. A Sunday night show with guest Veruca Salt. The songs played were Volcano Girls and Straight off their 1997 release, Eight Arms to Hold You. Adam seems to genuinely like their music and has some praise for the songs selected as the singles off the album. They would return to the show for one final appearance on Classic Love Line 1218 from May 30th, 2000. Louise Post would guest on 1262 from July 31st, 2000. And Nina returned for her final visit of the Adam Carolla era on Classic Love Line 1270 from August 10th, 2000. Louise is involved in one of the Dave Grohl incidents. Uh, Adam accidentally insulted the woman accompanying Dave on two separate occasions. The first was with Louise in 1997, and then again in 2003 with his current wife. In the 1997 incident, uh, Adam encounters him at a concert and doesn't recognize Louise and kind of brushes her off so he can speak to Dave. And in 2003, he shows up at Dave's sister's house to speak to Dave, and his fiance at the time answers the door in a t-shirt. Adam describes her as a floozy on the radio later on, uh, which lands him in hot water, much like the first incident. What a bizarre, great magnet coincidence for Adam Carolla. This is a great episode. Uh, they're both classic guests. There may be some more lost episodes in between now and 2000. We'll see. It is unusual that every time they guest, they're rarely together, which might speak of the demise of their band within the next three years. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. True and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter, at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. <sighs> Two. Welcome to with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. All right, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. Now, don't put yourself out now, Adam. How are you, Doc? You're you're getting a little short of breath. Sunday's a tough night for me. Really? Yes. Yeah. Why? What's up? I don't know. Oh, I'll tell you why. First off, our guests tonight are uh, Veruca Salt. We have... uh, Louise and Nina in here from the band, and uh, they're in here now. Say hi, just so people don't think we're rude. Uh, hello. Hey. Uh, we will uh, talk to the band first. Let's uh, just take care of a little business. Drew? Yeah. Uh, why don't you give the mailing address out and also the uh, email address okay. out? Email, first of all, is luv191, that's at aol.com, and the mailing address, P.O. Box 4345, Hollywood 90078, Hollywood, California. All right. Um, I'm in a weird mood because I uh, hung out with uh, a lot of my family over the last few days. And, I, I know uh, you had a lot of family. I don't. A lot of step family. Oh, that And a lot thing. of, like, yeah. uh, uncles who aren't really related to me and stuff like that. Yeah. You know how, you know my theory on that. Yes, yes. When they, here's my theory, ladies. You know how, did you grow up with guys who you thought were your uncle? It's uncle so-and-so, but it turned out just to be a friend of your dad's <laughs> or good friend of the families, and you always thought it was uncle so-and-so? 
I know the concept. Yes, I, I had a lot of that, and I and a lot of families do that, and a lot of folks do that. If there's a really good friend, a close friend, like someone you grew up with, Drew, you may introduce yes. him as Uncle So-and-so to the even, kids. God forbid. I think we even might have said Uncle Adam when you came. Oh, really? Out. That's just a <laughs> pathetic mistake we had. My theory is they do that so the guy doesn't molest the kids because he makes them feel like he's you know part of the You're family. You're right. Our instincts were good. Yes. Is that something like Uncle Albert? Right. Like uh, with the Beatles? No, with the who? Uncle, Uncle Ernie. Uncle Un- that's Ernie? Uncle Ernie. Yeah. Uncle oh. Albert is uh, the Beatles. And Uncle Albert. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of Tommy the Who. Sorry. So, uh, the Cousin po- Kevin. The point is, is I got a whole bunch of these uncles and, and half this and quarter that's, and uh, they all gave me their take on the show. Oh, and everybody had their own opinion. So I was talking to Uncle uh, Ralph, who's in Philadelphia, and uh, Aunt Connie tonight on the on the phone, and they said, and these are people in their sixties, and they, you know, and I'm on, I'm on, I'm talking about the MTV show, but I'm up there. Basically, every third joke is a fart joke or a masturbatory joke, or sometimes I'll actually say I farted while I was masturbating or anything. <laughs> so when I have to face the family, it's 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 uh, humiliating at, at best. And uh, she said, so here's what Uncle Ralph said. This is kind of funny. He goes, I I saw the show. Is that Drew's show? And I said, uh, no. And he said, is that your show? And I said, no. Well, whose show is that? I said, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, isn't this the kind of conversations you have with weird family members? What is with that? What was he getting at? What was I don't know that? what he was getting at. And then uh, another uncle said... You know what it was going to be? If it was my show, he wanted to criticize it. Oh, oh, maybe that, that's a good point. Another uncle said, I saw the show... Drew seems to do all the talking. And I said, but I'm kind of the host. Yeah, but Drew just talks. That's not necessarily a good thing. Yes, all right. So, God, uh, if if they could muster a compliment between the ten of them, I would have a heart attack. But anyway, uh, they're humiliating, uh, humiliated, I should say, that their son or or, uh, nephew or whatever I am has a show where he talks about penises. But I'm going to continue tonight. And I'll continue by talking to Veruca Salt. Thanks for coming on, first of all. Number two, uh, you guys just did the uh, Jenny McCarthy show? We did. How was that? It was pretty cool. What do you think? Ditto. Ditto. Yeah? You played, obviously. Yeah. Did they work you into a sketch or anything? No, no, no. Uh Uh-uh. No. We did sit sit on a big... It was a tuffet. A tuffet? We sat on a huge red tuffet with Jenny and all her pals. Right. Talked about candies and things like that. And it was uh, very MTV? It was. Did they put you guys in bathing suits or? Um, no, we were in our our own clothing. Oh, really? But mm-hmm. loose fitting clothing? Mm, not so loose. Yeah. Okay. I buy By that. choice, and um, and the set is like I mean it's like an Urban Outfitters store window. It's just like it's incredible. Just the brightest colors. Everything glitters. Lava lamps, and it's it's a great set. They got a lot of money. And when is that? Uh, oh, and you guys, I'm changing gears here, just talking about TV shows. You guys are doing um, Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. March 15th. Mm-hmm. That's kind of exciting. It is. I was so nervous that it was that the host was going to be like George Wendt or Tom Arnold or something. <laughs> hey, they could be listening, right? Oh, that's okay. No, I'm, it's okay. No it's celebrities be. listen to the show. But um, it's Sting. Oh wow! Which is really exciting for us because we were huge police fans. Oh, that's kind of cool. Tykes. Did mm-hmm. you see them on Saturday Night Live? I think I did. The police? Yeah, probably. But you kind of, I mean, you, you know you've arrived when you're on Saturday Night Live. Oh, I don't know. 
No? Maybe. I don't know. I'll tell you when we go there. When, what well, do, what I'm saying is, is you have to be a name. The band has to be having some degree of success, or they're not going to ask you to be on Saturday Night Live. It's definitely like... It's a really high honor. Yeah, it's like when a, like a like in the old days, a stand-up comedian being asked to be on the Carson show. Right. It means you've 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 your career is going quite nicely. Yeah. All right. That's cool. And uh, eight arms to hug you is the name of the new CD. <laughs> All right, listen, we're going to take some calls in a second. I'm just trying to get some plugs in. Okay. We will uh, we will hear something off of that as the night goes on, possibly even two things off of that. Hopefully, if yeah. you play your cards right. Yeah. All right, Drew. Yep. All right, you ready to go? Yeah, let's go. Stop doing all the talking. Mm, I hey, just talk. <laughs> what is up? What's wrong with my family? They want to tell you something. They're afraid to. Let me tell you what my grandmother's comment on the show was. She goes, I saw two of the shows. I go, yeah. She goes, I like one better. <laughs> I, what is up with that? Is this your, is your grandmother the sex therapist? Yes. Oh, wow. All right. All right. Uh, Angie, 15, you're on Loveline with Veruca Salt. Hey, guys. I really hey. like your show. Thanks. All right, I have a lot of questions. So, I've been going out with my boyfriend for about, like, six months now, and we've just started talking about having sex, and I'm still a virgin, and I was wondering how does your first time feel? You Well, that's, you're putting, putting that a little bit ahead of some other things. How old are you? Fifteen. How old is he? Fifteen. Are you sure that you want to be having sex at fifteen? Well... We've talked it over. And no, no, forget about we. You. We. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the boy wants to. Yeah. He, you and his penis? Come on. Do you want to? Well, sort of. Sort of. I, I, I would suggest it not be something you do unless you're really, really clear it's what you want. What do you ladies think? Absolutely. This is the latest thing. And God, you know, we hear all the night, all every night, all night, women getting themselves into trouble, trying to do things they think they're supposed to do to, to retain their man or to make him happy. And it compromises yourself. It doesn't. It, it sort of stops the development of the relationship sometimes because it, the physical element just becomes the preoccupation for a while. And we'd be real careful. Be real careful. Yes, it's a an important decision. It's like joining the military, a giving up your virginity. Make sure because it's a commitment no and there's back. no going back. That's what it. What do you guys know about giving up your virginity? Oh, we, we have, believe we, me, we I know plenty. To, we listen to kids what? suffering a lot, you know. And and, and I'll tell you what, most. 14, 15-year-olds who are interested in giving up their virginity believe, have a fantasy. And, and we'll, let's see if Angie has this fantasy. fantasy uh, Angie, what do you think is going to happen with this relationship? Well, we're probably going to, like, I don't know, like... you be together always? Yeah. <laughs> Leader. You're going to get married? Maybe. Okay. Get older. That's what all 14, 15-year-olds believe about the relationship that they choose to lose their virginity with. And, ladies, what actually happens to those relationships you have when you're 14, 15? I would say it's very rare, very rare very that you would rare. actually end up staying with that person. Very rare. I think rare. the best thing to and do— And probably unhealthy. You know the, do you know the expression, let's not and say we did? I would do—this is what I did. I just lied and said that I had had sex. Just really? so everyone would think that I was cool, but I really didn't want to. I did the same thing. And so I waited actually quite a long time. <laughs> how, how old were you? <laughs> no, I was, I was like 18. Well, that's pretty and, old. Yeah. And so um, I, I was in college, and so I just I just told everyone that I had, so that you know I could save face with my friends, so and my stupid be, teenage girlfriend. People wouldn't be pressuring you. Yeah, exactly. And did you? Uh, who was the guy? Did you stay with him? Was it a For boyfriend? About five years. Yeah. Oh, so, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There, he's the good sport, right? No, yeah. no, 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 no. I mean, I, I, I met him. We stayed yeah. together for five years. No, he wasn't saying. the guy who was going on with the lie. I see. He was the eighteen-year-old. Oh well, no, I, I didn't. I didn't get some guy to corroborate with me. I just kind of right played it cool, pretended like maybe I had, maybe I right. hadn't. Mystery yeah. penis. Yeah, Louise. 
Yes. What about you? What do you think about this? I think that you should really wait if you have any reservations because I did it when I was too young in my own mind and I only wish the next day that I could turn back the clock. I was totally devastated and I would just wait if I were you. How old were you? I don't feel like saying. All right. I'm going to guess and go mm, 14 and a half. <laughs> That's just a guess. Uh, well, but but that would be the normal 14, 15 year olds reaction to this, right? Okay, and, and it's that, a it's a and, catch, and, and it's always and I I swear to God we've got to raise women who learn to assert their needs and relationships ahead of everything else. That's oh, it. by the way, I was pressured to do it. Of course, and, and there are lots of other things you can do. You don't have to have sex, right? And there's there's a hacky other, sack, other stuff to do. Oh. All right, and in this, it's a catch-22 is what we're talking about because if you believe you're going to stay with that person who gets you when you're 14 or 15, you're probably wrong. You're probably not going to marry that person. And if you do marry that person, it ain't going to last past 19 anyway. So either way, you're screwed. All right, hold <laughs> out. Listen. But uh, again, Louise, do you agree with me that we need to teach 14, 15-year-olds how to, how to assert themselves so they don't get pressured into it? Absolutely. Yeah. Pam. P Pam. Hmm. I heard somebody's voice like on that. Man's voice, though. Hello? Hey, Pam. <laughs> hey, Pam. Who is this? What? I am hanging up on you. No, this is Tom. Don't hang up on me. All right, Tom. Come <laughs> on. Hello. No, this is Tom. What do you Adam want, Tom? Drew, we love you in Minnesota. Thank you. We, yeah. we love the Minnesotians. Yes, if we, we aren't freezing, we, we love you guys. All right, all you drunken ice fishermen who are decapitating yourselves on snowmobiles. We love you. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't get no better. I got a quick question. Maybe you've done maybe you've done this before. Have you ever sat down and just looked down at your nads and like they're moving? Yeah, that lets you. That means I have. Know. I was on a motorcycle, but yes. Well, I mean, is there seriously? Is there what? What uh, I guess it's more uh, more for Drew. I mean, what, yeah. uh, what's uh, going on there? It means you're alive. If you're, well, you're alive, that's what happens. Well, I mean, it looks like your skin's playing uh, uh, tug of war. I mean, is yeah, it, is there, there there are actual muscles around the testicles that pull them up. You know, no, you notice what happens when you get into some ice water. Yeah, it's it's the marionette oh, effect. They kind of sink up into you. Right, they they have all kinds of capacity for movement, and it's normal for them to be sort of um, moving around. <clears throat> uh, some, of, some of it is contraction and whatnot. The tubules moving around. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a normal. Where are you sitting when you're looking at the nads? Well, just sitting down on a on a chair. You know, most N naked. Not, not that I do this all the time. It's just like uh, every once in a while, you just kind of sit down, sitting naked, and you're just. Uh, uh, let me, let me put it in this context. Most of your visceral organs kind of move around by themselves. They they have some smooth muscle in them, and move, they move about. What would a visceral organ be, Drew? Like, Which they, organs? Like guts. You know, they, they, things are in your abdomen, in particular. And this is this is something. This is continuous with your abdomen. This is something you're looking at some visceral organs. Hmm. Right. They're just around. having to be hanging out underneath your penis. That's right. Okay. One more quick question. Uh, uh, the squeegee sweeties. I listen to it every night, and you mentioned the squeegee in the bathroom with the homosexuals. Just what exactly, what, why do they have that in there? All right. Let me explain why the gay men keep the squeegees or, well, in the bathroom. Not why they do, but why we came up with that. Why we came up with it. And, and I believe it is a truth. It's only if they have a loose sight shower door. A glass shower door, in other words, because uh -huh. they, they squeegee it off after they take a shower because uh, they're more meticulous than straight men are. It's oh. a biological fact. And what happened was, is I was trying to put together the, uh, what was it, the GAT test, gay aptitude test, and I was looking for things to put on the test, and Drew said, 
that he bought a condo once upon a time from a gay man. A gay couple, I should say. And the only thing that was left behind in this uh, meticulous condo was the squeegee in the bathroom. And, and I didn't know what it was. I couldn't figure out what it was doing there. I Conf- didn't know what it was. Right. And then... It, it baffled me. <clears throat> lo and behold, a few years later, he sold that condo. I guess he bought another condo from a gay couple. Yep. What the hell's up with you, Drew, following the hey, migration of the gays and they, buying the condos? They keep their property real nice, I'm going to tell you. Oh, that's very... Oh, you're stereotyping now. Hey, I'm just telling you. They, oh, I, please, I, I Drew. Do send those letters to Drew. All right. The point is, is this. He bought another condo owned by a gay couple, and there was another squeegee left behind. Yeah. So we... Um, I And I don't know any guys that have squeegees in their bathrooms, or at least any straight guys that do. So if you have a squeegee in the bathroom, you're gay. That's all. All right, Tom? Yeah. All right. You, I got one more. No. No. Then no. I'll be right off. No. I'll be right off. No. Let him talk. What? Uh, just one quick. You guys do the, the MTV show on there. Have you guys ever thought of, like, the Howard Stern thing, like, actually getting on the radio or getting on yeah. the TV what you do actually there in the studio? It's like... Yes, killing two, kinda, killing two birds with one stone. Well, no, it's like you guys are like held back, and then they spend like uh, half the time uh, that you're on there clapping, you know, and then you, it's like you guys can't even... Uh, uh, Thank God, Drew, you suggested we hung on, hung on for one more question from Bonehead <laughs> Tom. Tom, listen, I agree with you. Uh, if I had it my way, they'd just mount a camera in my bathroom. I'd do the entire show from the phone. I'm talking from I mean, I, all us guys listen to it at work. It's like, boy, I wish these guys were on the TV, but only what they had in the radio. I, I, listen, although I, I got to say, if they put a camera, look, girls, you'll testify to this. There's nothing going on in here, is there? <laughs> no, it's not that exciting. How there. soon would you turn this off? <laughs> <laughs> really? There's really nothing going on in here. And Drew's sitting back with a puss, puss on. We got uh, Louise and Nina here. They're both uh, giving me the stink eye, and nothing's <laughs> going on. Anne's falling asleep over there. Sherry and uh, Lisa are looking at their nails. There's, there's nothing going on here. So uh, I don't care how bad the MTV show is, this would be worse. All right. Nancy, 18, you're on Loveline. Hi. Um, I have a problem. I've been with my boyfriend for about four and a half years now. And I'm kind of close with his family, but for the past year and a half now, his father has been making passes at me. And his father's up in his 40s, his late 40s. And I really don't know what to do. I'm scared to say something to my boyfriend or his wife or his mother. I'm not sure what to do. What what exactly has he done to you? Give Um, us an example. At first it started where he would be like... um, you're young, you must not know much, you need training, mm. meaning in a sexual manner. Um, and he he would just make comments to me, um, like if I'd be in the bathroom, tell me he's going to come in at the door. Wow. And uh, All right, all right, we got the picture. Ladies, what do you think? What should you do? It started getting... They're grossing out. They're, they're, they're creeped out by it, I think. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is awesome radio. Uh, listen, Nancy. Yeah. Forget, all right, we've heard enough. The guy is out of line. I mean, he's way out of he's line. A, he's he's a, giving you yeah. the creeps. Yeah. Right. Okay. And uh, this is your boyfriend's father. Right. The question is, does she tell the boyfriend? Or would the boyfriend turn on her or make her the, the and problem? And they've been together for four and a half years? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> well, the thing is, is he does it in a way where I'm kind of afraid to say something and... I'm pretty sure my boyfriend will say something to him, but he does it in a way where he could say he was just joking around. Uh, yeah, around. right. Right. Well, and we understand. But how much time do you have to spend around the guy? I, um, mean, I try my best not to mm-hmm. um, be like anywhere alone 
around uh, him? Never, never. No. Yeah. Not, don't try not to. Don't ever be alone around the guy. Yeah. yeah. So that's the number I one. Would carry, whatever, whatever, I would carry yeah, a sidearm. Whatever you decide to do. But, Nancy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is there a way, and, you know, I'm just trying to figure out a way out of this without stirring everything up. Is there a way that you can just not go over there or avoid the guy completely? Um, it's kind of hard because my boyfriend still lives at home with them. Okay. And he doesn't he doesn't work. He's at home all the time. How old's your boyfriend? He's um twenty. Uh huh. What's all right? He needs to move out. And this guy's unemployed. Um, he works at home. He has his own business at home. Okay. So he's pretty much home all the time. All right. It started bothering me a lot because he was getting a little bit physical the past couple months. Uh, I would. I think what? I would what? deal with the boyfriend. What? What, what was that? He's getting physical. Who was? Yes. Like he he would oh. like be like give me a hug and he'll yeah. do it in front of people. Yeah. So like I'd go to give him a hug and then he did it one time before before it really started getting physical. He like the first time he was like give me a hug and I went and gave him a hug and he would rub himself against my chest and right. like hold me real tight and rub himself against my chest and stuff. All right, I, here's what I think. I think you gotta you gotta bring the boyfriend into this. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, I, if you talk to the husband, if you talk to the guy who's doing it, he's just going to BS you some more and tell you he was just kidding and so on and so forth. But I mean, she, should, she should, you know, be, we should be encouraging her to step up to the plate and be explicit with this guy. That yeah. this is absolutely out of line and she will not be tolerating yeah. any further. I, I, how do I bring it about to my boyfriend, though? I mean, how do I tell him your father's hitting on me? Well, you can just say that you're getting kind of the creeps from the guy and just say, you know, he hugs you and he hugs you a little too long and he looks at you and he looks at you in a little different way than you'd think a her father would look at her. Her boyfriend will maintain massive denial about that. There's no way. Really? There's no way. She has to be explicit with this guy. And let him know that that you know, unless he he backs off, she's going to begin blowing whistles. Well, let's talk to him. Where's your boyfriend? My boyfriend. He's he's probably getting off work right now. He's probably uh-huh. on his way home from work. All right. Well, let's put you on hold. <laughs> okay. And we'll talk to him. We'll work it all out amongst the four of us or the six of us, as it were. Okay. All right. I know it's going to be a little uncomfortable, but when we're done, I think we'll get to the bottom of it, and everything. Everyone will feel good about it, and at least it'll be good radio. Okay. All right, Nancy. Okay. All right, we're going to put you on hold. Now, don't wuss out on us. Okay. We're going to talk to him. We're going to talk to you. Uh, Drew will be here like uh, like the uh, the safety net underneath the uh, trapeze act. He will make sure nothing uh, hits the ground with a splat. Okay. All right, Nancy? Thank you. All right, so hold on. All right, when we come back, we'll try to talk to uh, Nancy and the bow. We'll hear something off the uh, eight arms to hold you from the uh, Veruca Salt new CD, and we'll get to all that after this. I'll be right back after we kill the singer. This guy's an asshole. Tomorrow on USA Network. I love my wife. Is love enough to keep a relationship going? What does love really mean? Am I meant to be with one person forever? This summer's most provocative new series. What if having it all isn't enough? I just want to feel alive again. I want to feel appreciated. I want to experience more. What else is out there? Why can't I tell him what I want? Is there something more? What does love really mean? Am I the only one who feels like this? Am I satisfied? Satisfaction, a postmodern love story. Premieres tomorrow at 10, 9 central on USA Network. Hey. 
have you ever been screwed over in a sketchy business deal? Yes, indeed. Then you need to listen to Clark Howard, the nation's most effective consumer advocate. Hi, it's Clark Howard. You can hear my ways for you to save big money. And you know that's my mission, to help you save more, spend less help you avoid ripoffs. Every day, thousands of people get the inside scoop on how to get their money's worth every time they buy. And you can, too, by checking out his podcast anytime, day or night at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. All right, love line, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carroll, that is Dr. Drew, and that is Louise and Nina, both from Veruca Salt. And uh, it says here on the screen that uh, Nancy, who we just spoke to before the break, doesn't want us to call the boyfriend because uh, his dad will answer and blah, blah, blah. Let's get her back on. I want to talk to her. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) <laughs> Nancy? Yeah. Nina's got all head of steam now, she gathered during the commercial. <laughs> yeah. I think that was Louise. <laughs> oh, Louise, yes. Uh, <laughs> all right, Nancy. Yeah. Louise, go, girl. All right, then. Um, you just have to know that you have every right to feel like you're being sexually harassed, and you have every right to be vocal about it. Mm-hmm. And it is, in fact... Um, it is, in fact, the responsibility of your boyfriend to be to take care of you, to be respectful of your feelings, to protect you from his lecherous father, mm-hmm. and um, and that and I think that if you if you talk to your boyfriend about it, you'll learn a lot about him, and his like the the longevity and and the depth of his love for you. He will show his colors definitely depending if, on how he approaches this. Yeah, because if he says you know you're a liar, my dad would never do that. I mean, maybe he would just be in denial about it at first and then and eventually would open up to you or, or open up to the possibility, and he might be really freaked out by it. But at least at least you'll find out if he's able to really take you seriously and, and take care of you, which two people do who are in love. And, and I think the angle is when you uh, broach this with your boyfriend is, is, listen, I have nothing to gain. From this, I certainly wish it wasn't happening, but here's what I think is happening, and I wanted to tell you because you're my boyfriend and he's your father. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, you know, it's just the truth, and you have nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, you didn't do anything wrong. Do you understand? Yeah. All right, talk to him, and then uh, call us back and tell us what happened. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, All right but do luck. it. All right, okay. all right. All right, Cat, sixteen. You're on Love Line with Veruca Salt. Hi, um, I'm having this problem with my boyfriend. He's like, well, every time like I go somewhere with my friends, he gets really jealous because he doesn't have any, and huh. I don't know what to do about it. Cause like, has he never had any, or did he? Did he? Never. He's 20, and all throughout high school, I guess he's never had any friends. And the only friend that he had, I told him that he wasn't allowed to hang out with. Don't you find that a little peculiar? <laughs> well, he's not. He doesn't like. God you forbid friends. him from hanging with the only friend he had. I. She's my ex-best friend, and, like, she, I was afraid that she was, like, going to, like, put the moves on him or something. So, so he has no guy friends. He doesn't like guys, he says. Do you let him work with right. women? Yeah, he does. Oh, you do? Oh, women, like, very benevolent of you. <laughs> You're quite a gal, okay? I know, but, like, he, I don't know, he doesn't want, he doesn't like guys because he says that they t- all they talk about is football or Sports and like how they got with some girl and all well, guess what? There's a lot more going on than just that. For yes, him. there's no, the no, whole no, beer I mean, aspect. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just with guys, oh. but I mean, there's something up with him. But that, that's beside the point. Yeah, what is? Uh, I don't trust a man who doesn't like to hang out with men in a non-sexual way. 
<laughs> I really don't. What, what What is the problem for Cat? What's the deal? Well, I just want to know, what do I, because he, he'll start crying because I don't oh. have, like, because I went to hang out with this new friend that I met and he got really upset and I, I can't use that excuse, like, when he's right. crying. Cat, you're 16, he's 20, and he's crying because you're hanging out with new acquaintances. I have to say, though, I love a guy who cries. Well, but That's ha- a good sign that he does cry. But yeah, you- but you, you like a rugged guy who cries. <laughs> yeah. You don't want some whining, snibbling candy ass. Who's- <laughs> so, Kat, how do you experience that when he cries about those sorts of things? What do well, you think? I tell him that, like... No, what do you think? Well, your, I think your private thoughts. I think it's his fault, though, that he doesn't have any friends and that he should grow up and, like, get some. But I don't want to, like, I'm afraid that... So you don't think, oh, he loves me so much, that's so wonderful that he, well, he misses me. he does, me. but... No, like, but, but what... What does he do? Does he... Do, how does he spend his time? With me. But does he do anything? Is he in school or does he have a job? He has a job, but... Where does he work? He works at, like, some place for, like electronics or something. But you understand this is a very, very unhealthy you posture. You guys talk a lot, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, not about his work. Everything you understand how unhealthy this is, though, right, for a yeah. relationship? I, I know. Like, he's is, is he also a real people pleaser? Just does everything to make you happy and totally focused on you and your needs? He's kind of like one of those quiet people because my ex-best friend, when she'd, she'd ask him to like come someplace or go someplace, drive her there, because when I met him, she'd asked um, him to take us someplace and drop us off and come and pick us up. But he wasn't invited. Mm, so, so he's a quiet so, person. Yeah, he'll do, and he'll pay for whatever. All right. So the the guy's kind of a doormat, and, <laughs> and you and your friends are wiping your feet on him. <laughs> I, I don't I don't I don't like people that do that. That's why I told him not to hang out with us. Okay. All right. And he doesn't go to school. Does he live at home? Yeah, he lives with his mom, which mm. he won't talk to her either. Okay. <laughs> All right. Listen, the guy has some problems. There, there's no doubt about it. There's four of us, and we're all getting a little bit of a weird vibe <laughs> off the guy. And a little more in a weird vibe. But now, wait, wait. In his defense, though, yes. he could, I mean, maybe he just hasn't met the right people. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, it's possible. No. And, and I can say from, I mean, I'm sure it, it's in some way attractive to you, the fact that he's totally there for you. And I know that it's fun on some level to be in a power position where you know that somebody's just, like, worships you and... That your that his life just completely re- revolves around you. So there's something sort of attractive about that, but it obviously is getting old really fast. Right. Eventually, it becomes unfulfilling. Either you get overwhelmed being his sole support emotionally, or you want something coming back at you rather than being directed towards you. Well, See the difference? Like, right. When like I don't even like. No, I don't. My but friends, he'll just start crying. All right. For no reason. Aww. All right. He's also he also sounds awfully depressed. He was a puss. Hey, is he big into like uh, Morrissey? No. Okay. All right. Uh, listen, Cat. Don't know what to say. Uh, the guy's twenty. He's dating a sixteen-year-old and crying on her if, shoulder. If you're going to maintain this relationship, if it is still fulfilling for you, you've got to find ways to encourage him to develop a life. Here's my take on on women who want guys to cry. Women do want guys to cry, but women want guys who don't cry to cry. Oh. They don't want a guy who's prone to crying to cry oh, more. Yeah, no, but boys who cry all the time. No, that you don't want them crying all the time. Right. Uh, gr- the but greatest. It's nice to see. Like I only I only once saw my boyfriend cry. And that's when his guitar got stolen. <laughs> I'm serious. Like his dog died, he didn't cry. His guitar got stolen, he cried, and it was sweet. His snowboard got run over by a van. And he had a nervous <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> this guy's very deep. <laughs> no, he is very deep. Okay, yeah. he cried when he got his guitar yeah, stolen. Yeah, he did. It was a very important 
Okay. Thing down. Well, the, the, the guitar was probably symbolic or something. Yeah. It probably stood for something. The dog wasn't symbolic. No, the dog wasn't. In fact, he probably got a little teary about the dog. But anyway, yeah, crying is nice. But no, not all the time. You don't want a weepy boyfriend. Right. Definitely. It's a... Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, oh, no, I don't. <laughs> it's a rare occasion thing. All right. Let's uh, squeeze in one more call before we hear a uh, song from the Veruca Salt. Rob, 17, you're on Loveline. Yeah, um... I'm a little nervous here. Uh, gotcha, you know those two chicks in Veruca Salt that there? Yeah. They're hot, you know. I was just sitting there. I, was, I had wood, you know. This like, guy's giving disgusting. me the creeps. Get the Get, yeah. get, get out of here. Around. Bye. Bye. Hold on, Rob. Oh. All Maybe right, I'll, I'll defend you. They're all right. They're not that hot. Oh. <laughs> I'm just I'm just rushing to your defense, ladies. Thank you. This cad called you hot. <laughs> I'll straighten him right out. I'm actually kind of cold. That wasn't that wasn't fun. Uh, you didn't want to talk to Rob. His voice anymore? sounded. No. He just sounded like he was up no. to no good. All right. Did you know him? No. 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 Okay. Sometimes there's weird things that go on on the road, and you know, no, people. No, but well, how did he not get? He just had that though. kind of oily, batter dipped sound to him. <laughs> yeah, I like a deep fried guy, the shrimp platter man. <laughs> Sitting around drinking, bored, just well, yeah. nothing better to do. Well, than mo- hey. You're alienated, uh, alienating most of our listeners. All right, let's hear something <laughs> off of Eight Arms to Hold You. Can we, uh, producer Ann? Yes, is that queued up? What song are we going to hear? We don't know. Ah, we're going to hear Volcano Girls. Is that all right with you girls? It's brilliant. All right, it's Volcano Girls from Veruca Salt off of Eight Arms to Hold You, and it goes a little something like this. <laughs> Volcano Girls, off of Eight Arms to Hold You from Veruca Salt. Very nice. Thank you. I know uh, we are barely listening during uh, while it was playing, but... <laughs> We've heard it before. Yeah. You guys heard it before? Yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds good to me. All right. Uh, we're going to go to break. I- I'll tell you what. I will uh, tease the next call since uh, Dr. Drew is... Uh, anytime a song is played or anything like that, he just vaults uh, right out of here. Uh, we will talk to uh, Aaron, who's a virgin who fears sex, and we'll see if we can get to the bottom of that after this. Did we already talk to her? That's not the same one. Oh, sensitive areas were inflamed. Really? Loveline will be right back to deal with inflamed sensitive areas. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. 
Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. All right, phone number here for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Louise and Nina, both from Baruch Salt, are here this evening. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you just had a brain freeze. What's that? A little brain vacation. That's all right. That's good I radio. I know what you're thinking about. What were That's a dramatic about? pause. You were thinking about this thing, I think. No, I wasn't. No, uh, I was going to say they're sort of um, uh, pritting up the Loveline studio. We don't uh, often. But have you're so a mad at them for talking guest. down to that one guy. What? What one guy? That one. That one caller from the. Uh... Well, I just thought that was good radio. The guy was a pig, you know, and he was uh, here to abuse the guests a little, and I thought that might be fun. But all right. <laughs> all right. Aaron, twenty. Hi. Hey. Okay. Here's my question. I am 20 years old, I'm a virgin, and I am scared to death of sex. And I want to, in the future, not now, but in the future, have, you know, get married and have kids. And this could pro, you know, pose a problem. Where do you and think I, that fear is coming from? What? Where do you think that fear is coming from? Oh, I don't know. I'm just, Her loins? What, what are you afraid is going to happen? Um, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so terrified of the whole situation. I just back away from everything. All right, like you want to gamble? Is this a gamble? I don't have call? a real clear. No, That's I gamble. Good. I think I can. It means win, maybe no. I could win. If you want to, on your on your behalf. All right, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, turn back the pages of your life. Okay. And uh, focus in on that a little bit. Okay. We're going to put you on hold, and we're going to do some gambling. Okay. All right. Okay. You want to give me any clues before? <laughs> no. All right. Sit back. All right. Okay. All right, uh, Nina, Louise. Uh, Get some, get a dollar out, please. Okay. All right, you guys got a dollar? Yeah. And I got to say that Drew's been just uh, cleaning house over the last uh, five times we've gambled. Yeah. I've really been eating it. Yeah. But I'm going to win it back tonight. Even though you've only let me collect half the pot. I have to put a Starburst in my I don't have a dollar. Wallet. I only have a 20. Oh, really? <laughs> Can you lend me one? <laughs> I might be able to make change. Uh, all right, Nina, get a dollar out. No, I, I gave you a Starburst. I don't have a dollar. Listen, I get a pack of those for 50 cents. Come on. Get a dollar out. Seriously. Well, that's in spirit they get a dollar. What? No, seriously, what if I don't have a dollar? You didn't tell me to bring we'll a dollar. We'll pay you later. I didn't know. Uh, all right, perhaps uh, who's your manager? Your management is here. Please, somebody come in here and uh, pony up a buck for Michael, Rukasol. bring us two, two bucks. All right, so neither one of you has a dollar. No. All right. They're coming in. They're the record wranglers are coming in. Okay. Well, in, in, in the interim, I'll put in two dollars, but the record guys can give it right back to me. Bam. All right, maybe they can just give me some Coke or whatever else they carry. I'm not sure. <laughs> Starburst and Jolly Rancher. You guys got any blow or heroin or anything? You can take your $2 back now, okay? There it is. Take your filthy money. (laughs) All right. Well, it's really, it's no fun gambling with your own money. It really isn't. It it, it ups the ante. All right. uh, Who wants to go first? Drew? I'll go last. You'll go last. All right. I'll go first just uh, because you guys may not be familiar with the Loveline gambling policy. What we're doing is we're gambling on Aaron's past, trying to figure out why she's so terrified of sex at at the age of 20. All right? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going with um, molested. 
something happened to her physically and sexually as a youngster. I disagree. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, ladies. All right. All right. That's what I'm going with. I know it's obvious. It may be a stretch, but that's what I'm going with. Okay? Okay. All right, Louise, what do you think? You go first, Nina. <laughs> I don't know. I, do, I don't think it's sexual abuse, though. No sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll give you a, a, a sort of multiple choice. Uh, no, let her come up. What, what do I don't think? know. I she mean, doesn't know. Bad relationship with the parents? Maybe. Uh, maybe um, bad relationship with dad, Catholicism, perhaps? Catholicism, maybe. Oh, okay, okay religion. Okay. All right, go religion. Maybe. Good. Just go religion. That's, that's yeah, better okay. than Adam's. All right, that is a better angle. <laughs> Mine. I'm thinking of change mine. <laughs> All right, Louise. <clears throat> um, dead air, dead air, dead air. <laughs> you want Drew to yeah, go? Let's yeah, go, go ahead, Drew. All right, but be thinking. Uh, I am thinking. One of two things: uh, walked in on her parents when she was between six and eight. Ooh, oh. interesting. Or like a neighbor, somebody flash or approach her in a, in a very aggressive sexual manner that, that freaked her out. All right, so what, a do young you, age, what do you want to go with? Walking that on doesn't the count as molestation. No. no, she was not molested. She was exposed. She was, she was, she was All right. sexuality in, in, was was aggressively impinged right. on All her right. development. Dr- because yeah. Drew's thinking if she was molested, she would have had eight kids by now. Right, <laughs> right Drew? That, and you know, I, I get a feeling in my gut when I'm talking to somebody who's been through that, and I okay. definitely do not get that from Aaron. All right, so what are you going with? Exposed to uh, some sort of sexuality? Yeah, they walked in on her parents or something. Or walked in on her parents. Yeah. All right. Be specific. Okay, I have my answer now. Yes. I have two options. Okay. One is we'll only um, accept we'll one, but go ahead. Dollar. Okay. One is that um, maybe someone she knows very closely, like a sister, or maybe I guess this crosses over with the parental thing, could be really traumatized by sex, and so mm-hmm. it's it's affected her. Okay. And, um, instilled her with fear. The other thing is that maybe she doesn't like men and, and is gay. Ah. All right. Now pick one. Go the lesbian. Like the, go yeah, lesbian. I like the second one. All right, you're going lesbian, you're going religion, uh, Drew's going exposed to sex in a bizarre way, and I'm going uh, flat-out molestation. <laughs> Call me old-fashioned, I'm going molestation. Aaron. Yeah. What happened? Okay, She's pissed. I have to say that, Adam, you're right. Oh. Oh, oh I'm sorry you're molested, but oh, I'm so glad I have this money. Now, but, I, but I, again, I, what I said is I get this sort of feeling when people have been through that. All right, you, well, yeah. I'll leave it out in case Drew can talk her out of it. Go ahead, Drew. <laughs> What what actually happened to you? Were you how old were you? What happened? Um, I was twelve, and the see, guy that's, was you see, forty-five. That, that's not that's oh, molested. God, that's oh yes, horrible. yes. Not tw- Eleven would be. I swear, it's right at the border there. Look, a All year right. younger than whatever she said would. Were have you been raped? Through. No. What anything happened before the age of twelve? No. Nothing like that. All of a sudden, you were a victim. Who was the forty-five-year-old? A uh, friend of my parents. Still okay. A friend of my parents. Why did he feel that he could get away with victimizing you? What happened? What were the circumstances? Um, he was drunk, and there was nobody around, and it was just I wrong place, wrong time. Well, but but did your all right? Here's what Drew's theory is, Aaron, and then we'll get into some of the particulars and see what we can do. Uh, Drew's theory is is when people are victimized at a slightly older age, and uh, 12 is a little advanced, according to Drew's theory, that something must have happened earlier on to set them up for this. To, to make that, that 45-year-old criminal see a, a potential victim. Because if he did, you know, why didn't you kick him in the, you know, where and, and run for the police? Well, he was on top of me, and I couldn't really. So it was a rape. It was no. A, I, it, he physically got on top of me, but he did not have sex with me. Doesn't matter. That's molestation, Drew. Don't give me that finger. Aaron. Yeah. Did you ever tell your parents? Yes, I did. You did. And what happened with this guy? 
Uh, nothing. They're still friends. Did with you ever him. get any? Still friends with him? Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh no wonder you never well, had sex. It's, but yeah. this is not like the guy forgot the potato salad at a barbecue. This is a guy who jumped on your your twelve year old. And are you still close with your parents? Yeah. But but this herein is where the real stuff is. I mean, what is going on with your parents that they don't perceive something just totally out of line with this and don't have the guy arrested? Well, I think part of the problem is like things in our family it, are like really based on appearances. Everything has to look perfect. To what, what's what's actually going on in your family? Um, I don't know. My dad's not there a whole lot. He travels all the time. He's always gone. My mom's just a basket case. My sister's anorexic, and right. just like there's just everything's just all. Messed okay, up. so you've been you've been emotionally abused. For a long, yeah. long time. All right, I hate to give any money back, but I'll I'll be fair and say, is there any? Uh, is it a religious family? No, not at all. all right. uh, no, sorry, no, this Nina. is I tried. This is in a mesh narcissistic family in which the individuals are not allowed to be have feelings, right. not allowed to be individuals. A lot of denial going and, on, and it's and it's it's emotional abuse. And, all right, I'm uh, taking the four dollars. That's fine. Okay. and uh, and it set her up to be a good victim for this. But so. the thing, oh, here, here's my real question though: is what can I do? You need to get treatment for having been through this. I mean, you come from a very traumatic background. This family of yours is, is a mess. You've said it yourself. Those are your words. Yeah. You need to help with that. You need help dealing with the, the abuse issues. Yeah. And I think, I think, I suspect the abuse will sort of shrink in importance in comparison to the interpersonal issues and, okay. and feelings about yourself. Yeah, that was a horrible incident, but yeah. it, it, it was one day out of your life, yeah. which it definitely... Was, it was a couple years. Oh, oh we did it for a couple of years? Yeah. Oh, he continued to, to have sex with you? Yeah. And when did you tell your folks about it? The first time it happened. The first time? Yeah, but and, they kept dragging me along to different parties where I was forced to be with. Oh, my God. That is oh. criminal on their behalf. Uh, you I definitely mean, should. Or is anyone in your family in therapy? I'm assuming not. Um, my sister. <laughs> oh, your sister, sister is, is dying of an eating disorder. Right. Her yeah. sister and the, the gardener who had to come over once a week is in uh, serious therapy. Do you? Are you open to going into therapy? Yeah. You got to go, Aaron. You got to go. You, you, you. I bet. I hope in a few years you'll, you. You. Some of these fears will settle down, sort of by themselves, as a result of you developing a, a therapeutic. They relationship. will. But I have to say that's really great that you. You fantasize about having children and I'm sure you'll be a much better parent than your own parents. And, and, uh, no you offense have, to your you parents, have to but be. that's really... I hope so. And, and, the, and the, by the way... The woman who the, uh, who uh, drowned her kids in the car would be a better parent yeah. than and, and, yours. And by the way, I, I, I want to defend what I said about not getting that feeling from her. When I talk about people that have been sexually abused, I'm usually talking about people that were sexually abused in childhood. And there's a particular kind of feeling you get around people that have been through it. That's called, it's called projective identification sometimes. They, they sort of project out their feelings into the world, and it makes you feel uncomfortable when you're around them. All right, so... And so Aaron has been through a whole set of other traumas uh, that right. result in her being victimized. All right, so in, in a nutshell, it's good that you haven't had sex. It's uh, Relationships would probably not work at this phase. But by the way, you said you're a virgin. Mm-hmm. Well, he never had intercourse. He never had intercourse with me. But well, he continued to, like, touch me and uh, all that stuff for a couple years. Okay. Well, Aaron, <coughs> disown the family and uh, get adopted by a therapist. Okay. No, I have something to say. Yes. You can. You have to know that you can get through this and that this person doesn't have a claim on you for the rest of your life and that your parents, they may have damaged you, but you have a life independent of them and you can actually move on and away from them and establish yourself and be able to enjoy sex and have your own family and, and feel like an autonomous being. Yep. 
And um, and if you obviously you want to because you called here tonight yeah. and and you were concerned about this thing, and if you are willing to go into therapy, you should just know that you can really rid yourself of this. Okay. All right, Aaron. Go, Aaron. Good Thanks luck. Take care. <sighs> very good, Louise. That's very true. She's my dad's an analyst. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so is my dad. <laughs> is he really? Yeah, so there goes that. You're not that an analyst. He's a, he's what a, is he's he? A therapist. Right. Well, my mom's What's a, the difference between an analyst and a therapist? It's di- a lot different. Really? Well, not a lot different. It's different. It's analyst different. and therapist? They're fair, it's, yeah. different. it's different. It's different. Well, wait, you go in the office, you sit down, you spill your guts, they charge you 100 bucks, and you leave feeling <laughs> no, short-handed. Analysts charge 200 <laughs> And you go three times a week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But what is the, what is the difference? Um, I, I asked a, a therapist friend of mine, who's, who's a colleague, actually, and uh, asked, what, what is the difference? He was going through analysis. He said, he said therapy was like sitting out in the audience and listening to an orchestra. Analysis was like sitting in the middle of the violin section. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So, I don't. I, I don't know what that meant exactly, but they, it's, it's weird. Is analysts something they have in? Uh, is is there analysts less is, analysts in California than there is in New York and uh, yes, Chicago? Let's say lot, there's different kinds of analysts out here. Oh, okay. Uh, most of them are Freudian out there. All right, all right. Uh, we'll uh, dissect that when we come back. <laughs> Meanwhile, as the faceless evil closes in on the hapless sleeping populace. Town in a shanty one bedroom. An old woman feeds her parakeet. Come on, Chirpy, have some cheese. You love cheese. Since when are you afraid of cheese? Love line will be right back. This is Nikki Six from Motley Crue. And this is Donna Yeriko from Baywatch. And you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Ooh. All right. Hey, Mike, let's hear uh, Donna say Donna. Let's hear pronounce her last name one more time. I, I enjoyed this. When she's falling oh. over her tongue. Yeah, this is Donna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stop monkeying with the equipment there, please. Oh, are we on the air now? Yes. yes. That's why I didn't know. This is Donna Yeriko from Baywatch. <laughs> What's her name? Her name is Donna Dierico. Do it again. Can One more time. All right. Rewind. Donna Yeriko right. from Baywatch. <laughs> Donna had had a couple of glasses of uh, Chardonnay when she was up here uh, last. She's very quietly when she's on TV, turned it on you and blamed you for having brought the alcohol in. Yes, yeah, she did turn well the done. tables on me. Uh, hey, Nikki and Donna came in here, and uh, Donna's uh, top six. was. Uh, you know yeah, it was Nikki Six. Yeah. How do you know that? Because they just said it. Your, your headphones were on. All oh. right, listen. All right, we we got to we got a break for ten seconds. We'll argue. <laughs> we'll argue during the break, and we'll be back in ten. This is Loveline on Radio Station. And this is Donna Yerica. <laughs> All right. Hey, God bless Donna. She's very nice. Oh, she's a great little lassie. I'll tell you, she, uh, <clears throat> she's on Baywatch days and Baywatch nights. Wow. So, uh, you know, she's an actress. And uh, she was in here with uh, Nikki Six, the uh, rock and roller from uh, Motley Crue. They're married now. They're married now. Okay, I'm sure it'll last. And 
So the crew and Baywatch, that's just a thing. That just happens. Guys from the crew. I think they're introducing each other to one another. Yeah, that's what they way explain it. Right. It's and it really club. works out because uh, for the guys, hey, you get to bang someone from Baywatch. And the girls, hey, you get someone from the crew. <laughs> I see. Is that how it works? Uh, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, any, well, what do you want? Uh, they're to like, uh, date someone from the Philharmonic or something? No. They need the motley crew, these girls. See, I used to have a thing for Nikki Six. I'm just jealous. They did. Because I could never be on Baywatch. He's uh, he's a real nice guy. Yeah, I will I uh, definitely definitely that's say that. And so is uh, Tommy Lee, by the way. And we had uh, him and Pamela in here one night as well. Though Pamela's top did not come off quite as quickly. <laughs> All right, uh, phone number one eight hundred L O V E one nine one. Fax. Yes, you're the first two female guests who haven't taken their top off. Still an hour of the show left, though. <laughs> Uh, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. That is Veruca Salt who is with us tonight. That would be uh, Louise and Nina. All right, Drew? Yep. You ready to go? Let's go. Shelly, 15. Hi. Hey. Uh, hi, Dr. Drew. Hi, Adam. Shelly. First, I want to start off saying that, you know, I love your show. watch it every night. There you go. Um, all right. Um, it's kind of an interesting question, actually. Um, my friend and I, we have sexual conversations about certain things that we do with other guys. We, I guess we kind of say it's sort of comparing in a way. Mm-hmm. And um, we, she realized that, you know, she, she asked me one day, she saw, you know, do you masturbate? I'm like, not exactly, no. Why? She saw, well, I do. So we just kind of started talking about it, and then she came up with a really good question. And we were just wondering, like, can it prepare you for sex? Because the feeling that you get from it, yes. Can it like ever prepare you for sex? You know, I'm I'm sure it's probably the same feeling. It, it is a way women learn to understand themselves. Can it like? This probably isn't true, but can it help like not hurt no. so much? No. It, well, I, it depends what you're doing to yourself, I suppose. But but well, for the most for the most my, part, no. I would. Think my one not. friend says she goes in the bathtub and you know uh, puts her crotch under the faucet right and does that so uh, i was wondering right. if that's that's and oh where's Anne? Yeah, she's the, in the tub that's the uh that's the producer and technique yes <laughs> you know there's many uh copiers but none beats the original all right well uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery so whoever producer Anne is i'm sure she's uh, tickled pink uh shelly mm-hmm. uh well, let's ask the uh the ladies uh, sex is still uh, Here's the situation. When you're masturbating, and this is all theory because I'm a male, but when you're masturbating as a woman, you're not necessarily dealing with the uh, the hole down beneath. You're dealing with the uh, upper stuff, right? Yeah. And the part that hurts is the part where the penis goes in, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, obviously it's not a whole it. lot of preparation there, but it is a good idea to sort of learn how you work and learn what you like and eventually uh, once you get a steady partner and everything you can kind of work things out based on this knowledge that you have of yourself mm-hmm. see what I'm saying yeah yeah all right so uh, you have no boyfriend now um, no we well my friend and I we just kind of been fooling around with other guys just kind of guys that we know or kind of thing like that um, my friend and I we both have just one boyfriend but we fooled around with other guys Mm-hmm. And we just we've gotten our experience, you know, from that, and we've had enough experience with that, you know, and stuff like that. But just basically the masturbation that we were just wondering about because we're both getting closer, you know, to having sex. Well, so. when do you when uh, would you like to have sex? Um, Hold on, I got the calendar here. Yeah, when can I pencil you in, Chill? Yeah, sure. Um, no, I just I just I'm I can tell I'm just getting closer. It's probably just my raging hormones. All right, but uh, take your time, would you? Yeah, yeah, and, I know. Cause you I, know, don't get pregnant. Use a condom. 
I know. All right, I know. do all that stuff. I just because like I would have by now. I just you know I've had sex already, but I just don't you guys have any advice for Shelly? No advice for Shelly. What? Or, 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 uh, the girls guess. seem visibly disturbed. What's up? <laughs> What's up? It's a fifteen-year-old. She's trying to discover her body. Do you guys have any comment about Go that? Go for it. Okay. All right. Well, I just... you have a full endorsement from Veruca Salt. Okay. All right. Okay. You may want to play the CD in the background while you're diddling yourself. <laughs> Yeah, right. All right, but Shelly, just seriously, don't go experimenting with a whole bunch of guys and everything, oh. all right? No, it's just I'll become close, but I won't actually do it because I'll be too nervous to, but every time I do it, I just... Well, make sure if you're closer. nervous, not ready, you don't get forced into anything. Oh, you yeah. make sure you get a relationship yeah. going first, okay? That, yeah, that's why I have... All right. All right. Don't yet. forget the condoms. Yes, got all that right. prepared. All right. All right. Hey, thank you. Good luck. Greg. Well, were you guys offended by that content, or...? No, of course not. Oh, Okay. Greg, 23. All right. Oh, with the radio on. Yeah. Greg. Yeah. Turn down the effing radio, you moron. I did. All right. What's your question? Uh, when. Where is when, he? Whenever I get a heart on, my penis, like the head of it, is turns to a dark, dark purple, and it hurts real bad. And that means it's done. And, and I can't have sex, though. So. When the little it's thermometer before, pops out the urethra, it means it's done. It's before I have sex. Before you have sex, it turns a shade of purple. A dark, dark purple. Uh-huh. It, it, it feels like it's ready to rip. Yeah. It's gonna, you got gangrene. <laughs> you have to cut it off. You're not, you don't have any strange habits, do you? No. And uh, <clears throat> what what colors it turn after sex? Uh, it, it, it turns back to regular. It's fine after sex. Uh-huh. It's, it hurts so <laughs> bad regular. I can't have sex. Back to regular. Uh-huh. The, the, the pinkish hue. What? The peach color. The peach color. The skin. Right. All right. Drew, what do you think? Is there any uh, form of penile abuse going on? No. You didn't slam it in a car door? You're not using it to uh, unjam the garbage disposal or anything like that? No. No. All right. Drew, what could this be? I don't know. We don't know? Do you care, Drew? Of course. If it's important, he should see a doctor, but uh, I don't know. Do you think he should see a doctor? If you have a painful erection, you should see a doctor. Is it painful? Yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah. yeah I thought it was just discoloration. No, you should, you should see a doctor, okay? Just see a doctor? Yes. What's the doctor going to do? You, what are we going to do over the radio, Greg? Uh, urologist. You need, you need to see a urologist. I don't know quite what this is, but anytime somebody has a painful erection, that, that is not normal. You want any medication? No. All right. Uh, it may be nothing, but I would get it checked out. Okay? Okay. <laughs> Greg. Go yeah. see a urologist. Uh, I don't what know the, they, Greg, what the hell did you think we were going to say? Well, I didn't know. That's what I wanted to see. You have a, you have a, you have a abnormal physiology. You have pain when you have a normal function. That is abnormal. You got to get it checked out. All right. Okay. Uh, I have a question though. My wife is an erotic dancer, and would that have anything to do with it? Yes, you could have uh, injured it on a single that had been lodged up in her uh, vagina. Uh, Greg, I, what the, uh, what the hell know. kind of what the hell kind of moronic question is that? Well, <laughs> file that under why you're asking. <laughs> no, I'm going to file him under moron. <laughs> Joe, yes, twenty-one. Okay, um, I have a problem with one of my friends, and I was hoping that I could get some advice about it. Are you gay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> why is it that obvious? Now you couldn't tell. It's, it's <laughs> gut feeling. Yeah. Right. Drew kicked me in the shin real hard. That usually uh, one kick is gay, uh, two is pedophilia. 
Well, I'm glad it was one. <laughs> Send those letters to Adam Carolla. Three's a gay guy enjoys kids. <laughs> C- coupling those two issues together, very nice. All right, no. Let's not stereotype here, Drew. Is this a gut feeling? All right, Joe, what's the question? All right, well, I have this friend, Alan, and we've been friends for years. And, well, I came to terms with the fact that I was attracted to him, and so I decided to tell him. And he took it really well, and I guess too well, because it just, I mean, I thought I would get a reaction out of it, but really he was just like, oh, great. And, <laughs> I mean, I, he, had, he had questioned his sexuality before, but he really had come to the conclusion that he was straight and, you know, it was a phase. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really believe that. I, I believe that he was just trying to, you know, go the straight route. So your sense, you have a sense that he's gay, just not quite in touch with it. Yeah, right. yeah. And you'd yeah. like to get in touch with the gay part of him? Well, <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, is that he just doesn't act like like what I would expect from, I guess, a male friend. Okay. If, if it was just a you know a platonic type thing. Yeah, but if he's not gay, he may not really understand the mess. You know, if he's not really in touch with that part of himself, he might not really understand the messages he's sending you. You know. That's true, and that's something that I guess I had, that hadn't occurred to me. But I mean, it's just things that things that just males don't normally do, like just like want to put your, their arms around you and stuff like that. I mean, that happens all the time, and it and it it's just huge mixed signals, and I just don't know how to take it. And right, is he still giving you these mixed single uh, singles, mixed uh, signals, even after you sort of asked him out? Even more so. Oh, even more so. Yeah, now, that's kind of interesting because you'd think. If he was really turned off, that he would, you know, butch it up real quick. I think he enjoys it. I think he enjoys the fact. All right, so he's uh, sort of ambivalent at best. Or he gets some kind of validation from you, and he's getting some of his needs met, but he doesn't really understand what he's doing to you. Joe, just for my own uh, personal records, Mm -hmm. uh, you've you've been involved with gay relations, correct? Yes. How's the Bahaiman? Is it still intact? Yes. It is? Uh Uh-huh. What is this with this gay thing? Nobody's having butt love anymore. It's all oral sex. I never knew that. I always thought if you were gay, then there was sodomy involved. Well, it's not because I don't want to. <laughs> oh, it isn't? No, just haven't found the right person. Oh, okay. All right. I kind of want a relationship before that. Good for you. All right, so you want to know what to do with this guy. Well, yeah, I mean, it's gotten to such a problem that it's destroying a relationship that, he, that he's in right now with a, with a girl. I mean, she she's found out all about this, and she's... You know, come to the conclusion that she thinks that I'm a great guy, and like, if he wants me, then he should. I mean, she can see it's happening. All right, too. Joe. Here's the situation: the guy's confused. Yeah. You've already propositioned him. He sort of turned you down, but he's still confused and sending you mixed messages. Right. Actually, so, I mean, it's just not even a, a total turn down. I mean, that's why I, I don't know what to do. All right, but the 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 worst you're going to do is get a half-assed relationship with him for three weeks before he gets confused again and seeks shelter in the arms of a woman or another guy. I mean, you know, this isn't anything you can count on. Right. Yeah, I would. Right, you shouldn't expect this to develop into a relationship, but you you ought to let him know quite clearly how this his behavior is making you feel. That's all. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, ladies, any any feelings on um, on the gay relationship? Well, it sounds like it's going to happen. And, um, you think so? Yeah, it does. And it sounds like... Um, like the, I think the like, guy sounds confused. Yeah, he sounds confused, but it, it seems like um, everything is pointing in this direction. And what don't, you, don't you think even if he gets in, he's going to get scared and run, run back to he could. heterosexual defenses? And that's defenses? why you should probably consider whether you, you're willing to get hurt, whether you want to take that risk or not. Because especially going into a relationship with someone who's 
sexually confused, you could really end up feeling hurt. And you could right now, like, take care of yourself and back away from him. But if you have to find out, then you have to find out. All right. Well, he's already asked once, and I'm not quite sure what he should do. I, I, would, I think he's just got to keep com feeding back to the guy how he is being perceived and how it makes him feel. And he's, he's not aware of it. He's, he's just not aware of it. Definitely a six pack away from something happening. I guarantee you that. <laughs> I can guarantee it. Six pack will get you in anyone's pants. It really will, Drew. It's it's a sad statement on society, but that is what all our callers tell us. Nick, sixteen. Yeah. Um. The problem I'm having is that me and my friend uh, ever since we've been seven. Oh yeah. By the way, you guys rock. Thanks. 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 Who, who, who rocks? Who rocks? <laughs> Adam and Drew. Oh. Veruca well, Salt rocks okay, no, we, too, though, we don't, don't they? rock. <laughs> well, you guys give great advice, and we rock. Veruca who? All right. All right. I'm this close to hanging up on you now. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, check this out. Who was I going to call before? What was his name? I don't know. What do you want? You know what? You're a jerk. You shouldn't call up knowing we're hosting and say and insult us. I know you guys suck. My name's Rob. <laughs> you know, you suck. No, you suck. No, you really suck. Hey, Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Is this... Oh, that was the same guy. Wasn't it? Wasn't that the same guy who we wanted to hang up uh, on uh, earlier? Maybe. Maybe. He said his name was Rob. Yeah. And didn't the guy say his name was Rob the first time? Oh, well. Yeah, no, no. We All right. Well, thank God everyone uh, yelled at me to take that call for the last 20 minutes. Is that what we're doing? All right. Uh... Jeff, 16. Uh, yeah. Um, I've been smoking bud for about four that's, years now. That's what we need, a good old-fashioned bud call. Go ahead. And, uh, I was wondering if, uh, if it's going to make me stupid or something in the future. Because it hasn't, I mean, I consider myself still pretty smart. I don't plan on going to college or anything like that, but I, like, I've educated myself pretty much in the law and uh i play guitar and i'm i don't know i'm just pretty smart and so you're uh, sort of a renaissance guy huh okay <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold, yeah. on. hold on a second jeff this is uh this really needs to be uh it really needs to be on best of because i say i've educated myself i think of myself as a pretty well-rounded guy study law so you're a bit of a renaissance man huh <laughs> 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 I say more pot. All right, let's uh, get back to Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. You, you familiar with the term Renaissance man? Sort of. Okay. Oh, Jeff. All right. All right. So the Jeff, education. Jeff. Jeff. But um. Yeah. I don't know. I've done acid four times. Three times was pretty recently, and my first time was about two years ago. Is your your parent or grandparent alcoholic? Um, my parents aren't alcoholics. My dad. I don't know. Sometimes I debate to myself whether or not he's an alcoholic. Okay, so he drinks a lot. How about how about his parents? Um, that would be your grandparents, by I, the way. Yeah, yeah, I know. I didn't know his dad very well. He died when I was about eight. Cirrhosis of the liver. And his mom, no. Okay. No, he just went through all kinds of stuff. He was real old. All right, well, you, Jeff, you you are a marijuana addict. It is a syndrome that occurs. It's not that common. It happens only to people with the biological background of alcoholism. That people who smoke pot on the weekends, you know, uh, you know, here and there and stuff, seem to go along just fine and not have any long-term consequences from that drug. Just the way people that drink wine on weekends seem to be okay. But people oh. that use this drug every day have problems, especially younger people, especially before the age of fifteen. Uh, you know, the marijuana dependency syndrome is that the first 
time you really get high on the drug, which is usually the second to fourth time you actually use it, you'll have this tremendous experience. Do you remember the first time you got high on pot? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I do. What, what did you think of the drug the first time you had to got high? It was fun. I got high my first time. You got high, the, real high the first time? Yeah. And what did you think of pot? Um, I wasn't thinking of it as an escape. But what do you th- what do you think of the drug? Was it good? Was it great? What was it? Um. Right. Well, now it's like I don't know. It's like good. Then it was good. It wasn't. I never considered it great. All right. Really. All right, Jeff. Well, Jeff, Drew, never do this lead uh, lead the horse to well, water but, uh, thing. But that it you actually do. makes it me never question, works. But, but listen, it never works. It actually makes me question whether or not he's because most, in fact, the vast majority of marijuana addicts will say they love pot. I, I, you know, you've the, been saying this is, you say many things, and I agree with most all of them, but not this one. I have many a, many a Hesher friend, and I've never had this experience. Well, I have to talk to him about it. And, hey, uh, I would, anyway, but they but can't form a the, sentence, the, the, they're always the, eating. The average, the average marijuana addict uses the drug somewhere between 1 and 20 years, and then switches over to something else, because it does start to have effect on the brain. You get, get more forgetful, you start having mood disturbances, you start having uh, irritability problems. All right, but let's talk to Jeff for a second. Jeff. Yeah. You say you don't want to go to college. No. What do you want to do for a living? <laughs> you guys are probably going to laugh at me, but I want to be a rock star. Really? Uh-huh. All right. Well, you got to you got to put down the bong and uh, pick up the syringe. You're running late, my friend. A lot of potheads no become rock so stars. Scary. Absolutely. Oh, are you oh, kidding? Oh, yeah, and uh, Veruca Salt, about that guy who called last, uh, Rob or whatever, he's a loser. I think you guys rock. I won tickets from my radio station, KOME, and... uh long time ago when Seether first came out and they wouldn't let me into the club that you guys were playing at the edge in San Jose and I tried sneaking in numerous times and they wouldn't let me in alright oh are you of age now can you get in now no he's 16 no I'm well, only 16 we'll play an all ages show there and you can come well, maybe they'll play a special gig in your living room <laughs> alright a lot Jeff listen to me yeah uh, it's important to be intelligent intelligent and it's important Okay, now I'm now I got a contact high going, and it's important to be uh, to have a clear head in life. It really is, and you, you sound a little hazy. All right, so just all lay- he remembers about the tickets in KOME and two years ago and when Seether came out. That's pretty selective good. selective rock and roll memory. <laughs> well, that's why he might be destined to be a rock star. All right, all Jeff, right? and that may be your destiny. And if you really want to do, then you should. Thanks. Go right ahead and smoke smoke on, my man. <laughs> all right, yeah, but yeah, understand. You can hear it in his voice already. The drug is getting to the boy. Well, Louise wrote a song about this very subject. In fact, you should probably play it later. Oh, yeah? It's called Straight, yeah. Louise went out with a stoner once. Oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. He's smoking a lot of pot and ignoring me, so I wrote the song just screaming at him to stop smoking. Really? Because the the bong is his girlfriend. Yeah, that's the problem. Is Jeff still on with us? He's here in spirit. Oh, well, that's the problem because... He can hear you. But that's the way any addiction works. It, you always it, you lose things in your life cumulatively as a result of the relationship with the substance, and you can't contain it. It's impossible. It's a biological relationship that has progressivity built into the anatomy. That's the way it works. No, I do think that, um, I do think that extensive um, marijuana usage is... Um, is damaging. I do. I think it's dulling. It dulls the senses, and I think it 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 makes people feel like they're living in a fog. Right. And I generally, the people that I know who smoke a lot of pot, go through a period of time where they smoke it intensely, and then stop, and and can never go back. Well, or, it stops working. The the the, the, the 
changes in the brain are such that it stops having the effect anymore. And they usually switch today, particularly kids uh, Jeff's age, switch to speed because then that, then their moods are improved again. They're okay again. Uh, or the people sort of out uh, of my age switch to alcohol typically. Yeah, I'm thinking of making the switch to booze. <laughs> uh, actually, just uh, well, I was I was going to put off a few days, but now I'm thinking uh, tonight. All right, when we come back, more Veruca Salt, and uh, we have some questions for the band as well as uh, hearing possibly the uh, Pothead song. The voices are trying to throw me off while they're tr- while I'm trying to concentrate on this. Okay, you're safe. Thank you. Loveline will be right back. Blinds galore. They got a memorial sale. It's uh, coming up. The Memorial Day sale. Everything up to 50% off. Everything you need. Uh, free samples, by the way. They'll ship them out so they'll, you'll be ready to shop. It starts Thursday, May 22nd. And we use these guys. You guys should use these guys, especially when it's a kajillion degrees outside like it is now. You take the blinds. You shut them. The room's like 25 degrees cooler because the sun is not – not only is it not coming in and – turning the place into a convection oven. It's not beating the crap out of the upholstery and the carpet and bleaching it out. Dog. Nothing worse, by the way. Upholstery and people that get sunblasted. It's a horrible, horrible look. You go to Blinds Galore. They really are Blinds Galore. They'll take care of everything you need. And uh, you go to BlindsGalore.com. You make sure you let them know I sent you. That's BlindsGalore.com. All right, here with Louise and Nina, both from Veruca Salt. Veruca who? They suck, man. And uh, Dr. Drew and myself, Adam Carolla. Now, uh, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310. Oh, screw all you with those faxes. We never get a good one. Uh, we will hear something uh, off of eight arms to hug you. Mm-hmm. Or is it hold you? Hold you. I didn't look down at my card see what happens. <laughs> it's cute, though. I would have made it hug. hug. Yeah. No. Hug's better. Let's have a recall. Okay. Change it up. You call Geffen. You tell him. Oh, I'll talk to those mm-hmm. guys. Believe me, they're probably listening right now. Them. I'm sure they're yelling, stop the presses. All right. Uh, we will hear something off of that uh, in just a few moments. But uh, first, let's talk to Rebecca, 22. Hi. Hey. What's up? I have a question for Dr. Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been smoking pot since I was 11. I'm 22 now. Every day? Um. No, I'd say we're, ta- often. we're talking about daily pot smokers. No, no, no. I ta- I smoke pot every day now. I did. I haven't always since I was eleven smoked pot like every day. How long are you smoking every day? Um, probably for about four years now. Mm-hmm. Um, how your how your moods doing? Uh, my moods are fine. I feel very. I have great relationships. I mm-hmm. <laughs> I do great in school. I just got a three point seven GPA. I was an RA at a college for two and a half years. What junior college? Uh, it's not a junior college. It's an what? art college. Oh, an art college. I am an I. That's I'm a junior a, college with a paint. Let me tell you, <laughs> art no, but college. Let me, but they I'm shouldn't very... be able to put the word college behind art. Oh, it's art. Okay, doc. <laughs> that was Adam. Art uh, college. Sorry, Adam. What do you take in art college? Excuse me. What I'm classes? an illustration major. I take. Uh, I take lots of painting classes. I take illustration. What do you think everything around you in life is all designed? It's all illustration. So for you to discount it completely as being in college is completely... Well, it just shouldn't be called a college. It should be called art school. Why not should it be not called a college? Well, it's not a college. It's just a school. It's not a school. 
school. Let, it's educating you let, for let's a stay, career let's stay with that is Rebecca's, very important to our society. Re- Rebecca's issues here, and that, that is the, whether or not marijuana. But okay. I, all I can tell you is, is that I, I deal with marijuana addicts every day in my clinical practice, mm-hmm. and uh, certainly uh, I, I went only, to ceramics college, by the way. I know you did. Very <laughs> educational. And that is obvious. <laughs> Uh, and, but it's certainly, uh, I deal with people who are obviously having the more organic biological effects of the drug and accumulate lots of losses and lots of consequences from pot. Um, but it usually is daily, daily, daily pot smoking that, that I, does that. I have to wonder if you're really doing it. Are you really smoking every day? I smoke pot probably six, seven times a day. I'm a heavy, heavy. Six, pot. seven times a day. Okay. Then it, really? it will it will happen eventually if and you continue so that way. Do I way. need to be concerned about long-term health even though I... Uh, interestingly, most of the... most of the uh, there's, there's now a tremendous amount of evidence of the long-term effects in the lungs, which are quite serious. But uh, that, again, is largely reversible and provided you don't get into any trouble in the meantime that that's one issue okay. but the, my, my more serious concern is with the brain and most okay. of the effects interestingly are pretty reversible of marijuana I, the, the thing that i have seen sort of linger on have been two things one is mood disturbances okay. and the other is this is a very strange thing that, that i've seen recur is people develop the sort of an obsessive compulsive quality to their thinking do you have anything like that happening? Um, as as far as uh, that's so broad, I don't. I'm well, not. like you have to turn the TV on. You have to can't step on the cracks in the sidewalk and have oh, to, nothing that like kind of that. thing. Yeah, that I mean, that kind of thing is the thing that starts happening. And how you know how resistive people are to these these uh, developments are dependent on the individual. I mean, some well, people smoke pot for twenty yes. years before they have uh, problems. That's a good point. Listen, Rebecca sounds very lucid. Yeah. And when you're sure. when you're intelligent and you're lucid. You can smoke pot, and it's not going to take it away from you. It may take the edge off a little bit. There may be a little bit of that uh, haze or that fog floating around. But if you're a sharp, intelligent, high IQ individual, you can do it for a while, and you'll be fine. On the other hand, if you're a uh, like a 40-watt bulb, you shouldn't be messing with things that are going to knock you down to a 30-watt. This uh, Rebecca, she's a regular Klieg light, <laughs> and a little hooch uh, only dims her bright beam uh, from its uh, illustrious... All right. I'm done with her. Thank you. All right. Let, let's hear something from the... Revu- Revu- the Ravukas. <laughs> the seven-day-a-week gig is killing me, Drew. Uh, Veruca Salt. Uh, we were going to hear something else, but we're going to hear straight, right? Right. Because it is the song that you wrote about your ex-boyfriend. Stoner yeah. nitwit boyfriend. Yes. ex he likes, right. he liked to be referred to as pothead, not a stoner. Mm. Okay. And he was uh, he was uh, in love with the marijuana and neglected you? <laughs> Is that what happened? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> and you told him to get off it and he wouldn't do it? Yeah. Okay. Right. I mean, no, it's just, um, it was just a moment in time. You know, this isn't a really big issue for me or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just a song I wrote one day when I was mad. <laughs> all right. But that's, that's all right. But uh, this guy's out of the picture now. Yep. Okay, good. He's probably getting stoned somewhere, and if he is, he can listen to straight. From Veruca Salt off of Eight Arms to Hold You. Hey, that rocked. And let me just say this. You know this is a good CD, and I'll tell you how. 
the uh, you know you come here's the way it works the bands come in and they have the record guys and they sort of figure out what songs are the singles off of the off of the CDs and the ones they want to push and uh, I don't know how they come about uh, figuring that out but I guess the record guys and the band get together and they listen and they say okay here's a song it's marketable it's a good song we like this song and we'll play this song and we'll get all the radio stations to play this hopefully. And then we'll pick another song in a few months, and we'll see if we can get them to play that song. And meanwhile, the CD will be a hit if they play those songs. But there's usually a couple of crappy songs on the, on the CD, and they'll take a couple of good ones and push those. Now, this straight song, which is a good song, as you just heard, was just pulled randomly off the CD. It just happened to come up that we were talking about marijuana. And uh, Louise uh, mentioned that she wrote a song based on this, and it would be apropos for the evening's topicality. And we played it, and there it was. It rocked. The whole record rocks. That, this is my point. I like your point. This is a good point. Good point. All right. All right. Nothing wrong with a little butt kissing. <laughs> so that's my second point. All right. Uh, all right, Drew, uh, you want to go to break? You wanna, why don't you tease one of these calls, I, Drew? We're going to talk to some of the band's fans. All right, that's not a good tease. Pick up uh, someone with, like, a, a right. peanut butter coming from some orifice or something. I uh, just found out a new girlfriend is pregnant by her ex boyfriend. Oh. I don't think they're aware of how much they suck. Hey, that's not very nice. You kiss my mother with that mouth. I mean, your mother. Love line, I'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's Nicole Polizzi, but you may know me as Snooki from MTV's Jersey Shore. I totally feel like Snooki doesn't exist anymore, so I want you guys to get to know Nicole. Download my new podcast, Naturally Nicole, at podcastone.com. A lot has changed in my life with becoming a mother, getting married, losing weight, being fit. So be a part of my new, fantastic, fabulous world. Download Naturally Nicole every Tuesday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Hey, this is Peanut from 311. You're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. I hope you're learning something. I like 311, and I like Peanut. Drew, were you here that night? Yeah, I was. I'm remembering that we were sort of opening his eyes to a few things. Remember that? We were? Yeah, I remember him kind of freaking out with some of the stuff. We like, like how easy radio is That's and right. how, how little yeah. preparation goes into the <laughs> show. Yeah, it blew his mind. <laughs> and how lazy you were. What a pain in the ass I was when the mic uh, cooled down. That about sums up the show. All right. Uh, here with uh, Louise and Nina, all from Veruca Salt. And the name of the CD is Eight Arms to Hold You, although I think it should be called Eight Arms to Hug You. And we're taking more calls. Drew, you ready? Let's go. Nine. Stu. Yeah. You're 15. Hey, I've got a question for the band. Uh, here they are. Right. I was wondering how you got the name for your second album. Um, Eight Arms to Hold You was the original title for the Beatles movie, Help. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Were you really thinking that? Yeah, that's why I was curious about it. Oh. So, yeah. So, we were watching the movie Help one night, and my brother, who used to be our drummer, just mentioned that that was the title, the original title of the movie, and we all just kind of looked at each other like, hmm, Beatles didn't use it. Maybe we should. We thought it was just a beautiful title. Who thought of the name of the band? The Beatles? No, your band. Oh, Brooks. <laughs> your band. <laughs> I think uh, Murray the K thought of that one, right? <laughs> We did. We just um, 
I don't remember how it came up. It was so Somebody's long Somebody's a Roald Dahl fan? Not really. I mean, not in particular, but we had read the book and seen the movie, Charlie and the Taco Factory, and thought it was a cool-sounding name and liked the character. So. See, Veruca was the gum chewer, wasn't she? No. I'm reading this one to my kids all the time. She's the, the blueberry. Tra- she's no, the blueberry. she's not. That's no, Violet no. Beauregard. Uh, Veruca Salt was a spoiled brat. He was the uh, oh, pedophile yes. clown. No, who no. <laughs> they cut him out, she but he's in the, the director's She falls cut. into the nut hole in the book. Yeah, and the bad egg shoot in the movie. Voila. See, I'm watching this stuff with my kids. Sure. And reading the book. Drew doesn't have kids. I, I, I saw the movie uh, once when I was like nine and I think was frightened. Of course you were. And it's really, movie. yeah, it's dark. And that's what sent me over to the dark side of radio. All right, uh, Stu. Yeah. Any other questions for the band? Yeah, that's all. All right. Do, Bye, do, do you love the band? Yep. Okay. All right. All right. That's a good boy. That's an endorsement. Very good Stu. Mike, 18, you're on Love Line. Hi, uh, I have a question for you guys. All right. I've been seeing this girl for about a month. Um, she had broken up with her ex-boyfriend about two weeks before we started seeing each other. And today I just found out that she's pregnant. Uh, Did she just find this out, too, or is she just now telling you? What's that? Did she just find this out, too, or is she just now telling you? Um, I called her today, and she told me. When I called, I, she just found out yesterday. Okay, oh. <laughs> thank you. Mark. God bless you for answering the question. Only, only on the third try. A new Loveline record, by the way. <laughs> um, I'm sort of confused. I don't know if if I should, you know, I don't know how to handle this. Well, do you do you, are you do you really care about her? Yeah, I do. Does she want to go back with the old boyfriend? No, she does. Does she want to have the child? Uh, she doesn't at all. So um, why I don't, just don't know how why, to handle it. Why don't you support her through this? I mean, why don't you think more about her? I mean, you, less about you, because she's really the one suffering here. I mean, I'm sure this is kind of a, unpleasant for you to have to deal with this remnant of that old, old relationship. But, but I mean, this is... People come with luggage, baggage sometimes, and unfortunately this one yes, is a heartbeat. Yes, this is not a carry-on, it's a carry-in. Mike? Yeah. Does... Uh, so she's going to have an abortion. Yes, yes. All right. And uh, what is... I I understand it, it. it's a little disconcerting, but if you... Like Drew says, if you do uh, have strong feelings for her, it's not something you can't get over. Yeah. And you can help her through this. I mean, you can be... A, yeah. You should be helping her and be available to her. Ladies, do you have anything to... Absolutely. Uh, that's all you can do. Just yeah, love I, her and support her. I just don't know how to go about doing everything... Well, here's the... You mean how to get an abortion? Uh, no. I, um, well, she and her parents believe she should get an abortion, so she is getting it. What do you think? Um, she's 16. I think she should. Um, I really don't think she can uh, handle a child right now. Right. Okay. Well, and she and they're gonna. Su- the parents are supportive, and everybody's going to yeah, help her? Yeah, they are. Okay, all right. Being supportive, you you be supportive too. This is not a, this is not a desperate circumstance. I mean, this is but yes. The, the best thing you can do is just listen to her, talk to her about it, be understanding, hold her hand, um, just spend time with her. Okay. All right. Thanks. And it, it, and Mike. Yeah. This is one of those situations. Uh, every once in a while, guys have a chance to sort of step up to the plate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a couple of holidays throughout the year. Uh, there's uh, there's uh, anniversaries and whatnot, and then there's tragedies. This falls under the tragedy. And let me tell you, when a woman, let's say, needs an abortion, or a woman has a miscarriage, or a uh, woman's uh, 
brother or father or mother dies, these are all opportunities for boyfriends to step up to the plate. And if you screw this one up, they will hold it against you. It's Believe true. You can me. Score some serious points right now. Right, but it's like double. It's it's like uh, it is the bonus round of Jeopardy or something, <laughs> which is you can you can score some serious points or you can just fold and go home with your tail between your legs. Right. This is the daily double. Absolutely. And, and, and now is your time to shine, Mike. Don't don't underestimate the the impact it will have on your girlfriend. A lot of mood disturbances, a lot of feelings of loss. It's right. Very, very impactful. So now is not your time to be moody and uh, despondent. It's your time to sort of have the uh, stiff upper lip, hold her hand, be a good be a good guy, and uh, don't whine. Yeah, uh, be strong for her. Right. Ara. Yes. You're hey. 19. Hey. Adam, Drew, you guys, uh, you guys rock, but really, I, I had to call and um, worship Louise and Nina. Veruca Salt is the reason I listen to Alternative. About two years ago, I was going through a music store, and this is the music, you know, one of those music stores that has little sample CDs every, every so often. And I picked up the headphones, and Veruca Salt was playing, and I never heard of you guys. I don't listen to the radio much. But you guys rocked, and you guys turned me on to Alternative. I still don't have all that many Alternative CDs, but you guys are definitely part uh, part of my uh, music now. The Spice Girls are the reason I listen to Alternative. <laughs> uh, this is not the record guy calling from the next room. This is really uh, Ara? Uh, this is re- yeah, this oh, okay. is really me. Uh, yes. Um, American Thighs is a bad album. It's just it's just awesome. Thanks so much. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm just, I can't believe I'm talking to you. That's cool. <laughs> I, I, we can't um, believe we're talking to you either. It's really Adam, cool. Um, Adam and Drew maybe remember me. I'm the guy who called up and told Primus they sucked and you guys freaked out. Yeah, thanks for making me so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, when was Primus on? A long time ago. Actually, it was Les Claypool. It wasn't Primus. Oh, it was all right. Les. That's right. Yeah, I remember him kicking my ass during the commercial. <laughs> because of Era, in fact. All right, Era? Yeah. But you dig the Veruca salt. Oh, I love it. All right. You're a genius. Thanks. All right. Uh, That was nice. It was nice. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, there is a compliment saying you are the reason that he got into this whole genre of music. Yeah, exactly. So all the program directors should be thanking us. Yes. And not not you guys. Except for they're all loaded with hookers right now, not (laughs) listening to the show. (laughs) Steve, 32, you're on Loveline. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Hey, I was just kind of wondering, like, um how crazy I really am, me and my wife. Uh, I'll give you like yeah. an eight and a half. Eight and a half? Just crazy. on a gut instinct. My, I think crazier. Really? Yeah. Things up close to nine or ten? Yeah. Okay, I think more like nine or ten myself. <laughs> it's like uh, the gal there. Uh, what do you think about like a guy with uh, shaving it around his private and stuff? Why you know do, you, I mean? do you do that? Yeah. Why do you do that? Just Does it feel good? Put makeup on. Mm-hmm. Then... Uh, get the pantyhose and this and that. You this know. is you and your wife? Yeah. No, yeah. You, you guys got to get cable. <laughs> oh, no kidding. We do have it. <laughs> but uh, we don't have all the fancy channels, you know. Right. And the Playboy sucks. But anyways, uh, so you think about eight or ten, huh? Well, uh, you're cross-dressing? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. But it's part of a game. And Yeah, and then we like talk dirty to each other mm-hmm. that's part of the game too how long have you guys been married oh we've been married like uh four years now going on five sure and we've been together hell, you know, living together down near 10 years how's the relationship 
Um, well, we don't like sleep with other people and all that crap, you know. It's kind of kept. Does that make a is that, is that <laughs> How bad could it be when you're not cheating? Well, a couple of times we've had a guy come in with us. Oh, you know? interesting. So, uh, <laughs> but you're not hurting anybody, right? Oh, hell no. no. Just his parents' feelings. So don't worry. Handcuffs or beatings. Just or the memory of his grandparents. So are, are, are you calling because you're worried that this is this is crazy behavior? She's there, too. Uh, no, it was just like um, uh, I've never really said anything on a radio show or anything. This is a good like thing to old, say. Yeah, you guys are like a great way to start. show. You right. Know? Part of being insane is uh, just doing things for the hell of it, by the way. You don't need a good reason to do something. Steve, yeah. what, do you, what do you do for a living? Okay, well, Work I at a video a, store, don't you? No, I'm no. a heavy equipment mechanic, hydraulic oh, really? specialist. Oh, really? Then I, got, I had to give that, or give that job up. Half your call is getting, getting chopped yeah. out here, Steve, with all the S and... Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to control myself on that. All right. Uh, yeah, um... And then I just started a small construction company. All right, perfect. So, what uh-huh. the heck? Uh huh. And uh, do you find that sometimes during uh, heavy work like framing or foundation work that you'll get a run in your nylons? Uh, you know what? Hmm. Sometimes. Yeah. You, know, you watch it. You'll catch those things on a nail. It's only like four fifty a pop. Yeah, but I try not to work around the stuff. You know? Right. I'll use a little clear nail polish to sort of suture them up so they don't uh, run any further. But uh, it's not like new. Well, it really is. Any isn't. special framing techniques you use? Actually, just putting them on, they run like hell, heck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the feet are a little bit um, rough, you know? Adam. Right, right. It's the boots. It's the Red Wings. <laughs> so, Adam and Drew, who's the oldest person that's ever called this show? Uh, well, my grandmother was on. I think my grandmother may have phoned yeah. the show no, once. No, that's not related to you, I mean. Oh, okay. Uh, we have 50-year-old people call once in a while. Okay. I didn't know. Actually, we had a, we had a 95-year-old woman. We, Julio Iglesias was on here a couple years ago, and she wanted, she was, it was, it was her hero. Oh. So that was, uh, her, her 14-year-old great-great-granddaughter was listening, heard it, and Really? Her, yeah, yeah. Right. And then uh, Julio uh, uh, sung a little bar, and she had a stroke and died, so... <laughs> It really was a tragic ending. Dean. Yeah. 24. How you doing? Good. I just wanted to say, Louise and Nina, you guys rule. And also, are you guys coming to San Diego anytime soon? Oh, not for a while. Probably the summertime? Late spring, early summer, maybe? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I've not seen you guys live before. I really want to see you guys. We're, um, we're going on a big tour with Bush starting on March 20th, but I don't think we're doing the West Coast. We're doing the East Coast and the Midwest. Oh, really? Yeah. But let me tell you, Dean, if you have not seen Veruca Salt live, you are missing something. I know. I want to go see them so bad, but I haven't had a chance to. They don't come here very often. I haven't seen them live either, but that's uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the record guy told me to say that. We'll be there. We'll be there soon. Okay. Keep up the good work because you guys rock. All right, Dean. Thanks, and Adam, Dean. Huh? I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, how's your neighbor Shrubs doing? Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask about that, too. <sighs> Uh, we never did sandblast that side of the garage, so we're just uh, we're just waiting. You just you just you're avoiding is what you're doing. Yeah, you just don't want to deal with it. No, I don't. Yeah. Uh, there's a little problem. I, I bought a house up in the hills. It, it turned out to be a dump. I'm I'm having to basically um, rebuild the entire thing. It is uh, the, the Frankenstein of houses, and uh, I had to sandblast it. And the neighbor didn't want me coming in the yard. It was a little bit of a debacle. And the be- the beauty of being on the radio is you can just you can be polite to people when you're when you're seeing them. And then you get on the radio and you just start yelling at everyone. 
It's uh, it's like you guys. You can yeah. be nice to your pothead boyfriend, and then you go write some really scathing song <laughs> about him and his uh, drug abuse. Uh, it's uh, artism has its uh, has its upside. Autism. Uh, autism, autism does too. All right, Drew. No more calls. What do you think, Drew? You. We what? never got to the shaving question. Where was the shaving question? The shaving girl. We had advice for her. Oh, she fell off the line. Oh, oh really? All right. Well, that girl, I guess, shaved her bikini line, and she had little red bumps. We don't have to go into. Yeah, it. I'm going to tell her tea tree oil. Tea tree oil. Uh-huh. What do you do with it? For you- any anything red on your entire body, just anything. Pimple, tea tree oil. Anything. Tea tree oil. Is it a ointment. drying agent or something? Or yeah, I don't know. And it just it has that kind we, of. We've had people call men and women about various shaving. Telling you, it's the, their anything that hurts on your body, I swear to God, just put. Tea Where do you tree get oil. that? A health food store. Tea tree oil. Mm-hmm. And you just dab it on. Well, there's there's like tea tree oil ointment, and then there's just the oil, and you just use whichever, and it just feels good. It it has that kind of. How tingling. about the way people shave and stuff, or whether they should shave if they get those red red. <laughs> Louise is cringing. She doesn't want to talk about it. You can talk about it all you want. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I told you tea tree oil. All right. After the shave. Yeah. All right. I may try a little of that myself. And when we come back, we'll wrap up and wrap down with Veruca Salt. I don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans. Shenanigans. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. Shenanigans. Chips, dips, chains, whips. Shenanigans. High school orgy time. Think about mine. I'll be right back. All right, Veruca Salt, thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Louise, Nina, it was a delight. You think so? No. It was all right, though. (laughs) We've had better shows, honestly, but we certainly have had worse shows. God knows we've had worse shows. And at least you guys didn't get threatening or aggressive at any point during the show. You mean threatening towards you two? Yeah. They were just feeling that way. They didn't actually express it. (laughs) Yes. Listen, I'm coming out in one piece, and we'll live to uh, offend again. All right. Tomorrow night is the Squirrel Nut Zippers. Uh, These are very interesting guys who uh, have a very interesting approach to music, and I like them. So uh, we should have a good time with them tomorrow night. And, uh, no, I was giving you guys some crap, but this was a fun show. I do appreciate it. Oh, it was a lot of fun. I could go for hours. You want to go? No, I think you don't. You have to kind of go home and. We could discuss it over beer or something, though. All right. What about if we just now go to all of our personal problems and. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll have an open forum, but but it'll just be the it'll be the four of us. Actually, three of us, because Drew will not stay here a second longer than he needs to. All right. The name of the CD is Eight Arms to Hold You. It is uh, from Veruca Salt, and it definitely rocks. So please go out and get it. And uh, you guys, congratulations on all the success, and come back anytime you like. Thanks. All right. And uh, until then, this is Adam Carolla for Doctor Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are not necessarily limo service for Loveline guests provided by Fox Limousine. And it certainly wasn't for me, Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Sit, Ubu. Ubu, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.